0: Hello, hello. Is this is this on? Is it on? Have I... Hello. It is good to see you all. My name is Adam Curtis, and I'm the curate here at Christchurch. And hello to everyone who is watching on the on the live stream. Um, as we uh, as we come to ponder more on this wonderful story, let us come in prayer. Dearest God, heavenly Father, we thank you that you speak to us. And we thank you that we have this true story from the Bible of how your son was born among us and who came to, to, to visit him. Be with us now as we hear your word. Enlighten our minds and teach us your glorious truths. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we've got a beautiful famous story. And so I've, I've got a bit, of a, a bit of a scene set up here. So we've got a, got a manger, which we'll obviously uh, come to later. Now, uh, and then we've got this curious stick here. Now, anyone know who, who would use a stick like this? Yes, who would use... Thinking hard. <laughs> Any ideas? A shepherd, yes. Now, I don't, I'm assuming they would use a stick like this because if a sheep is wandering near a cliff edge, they can then hook them in and bring, bring them back. Okay, so we've got a shepherd's crook right here, and thankfully, we have a shepherd George, you come up for, and George, oh, what an outfit, this is strong stuff, and you get to hold the shepherd's crook, so should you come and be our shepherd, stand over here. Now you, George, you're, you're hard at work looking over your sheep, keeping them safe, and working hard, and as you're, as you're working hard, an angel appears, and we've got little, little Jenny, you up for coming up? It's just <laughs> Oh, well done. Oh, Jenny, you're looking amazing. You're looking amazing. Oh, it's a big moment. Don't worry if it's too much. Don't worry if it's too much. Oh, yes, Jenny and Amy together looking very glamorous. And what an outfit. Okay, so George, our shepherd, is hard working away. And then suddenly an angel appears looking very glamorous indeed. And George... This is how you respond. Ah. Okay, I want more gusto this time. Imagine that you're one of your brothers has just broken your Xbox One. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's a real fear there. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so he's in absolute fright that the angel has arrived, and then the angel says to him, Do not fear, I bring you good news. Do not fear, I bring you good news. You've got nothing to be... Escaped. They're scared about. I bring you good news. Let's hit the uh, PowerPoint and the next slide. And do not be afraid. This is what the angel says. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now that very final line there, now for us who know the Christmas story and you have known it for years and years, it seems common, it seems usual, it seems every day. But you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. For shepherds like George here, that would have been absolutely bizarre. And the next slide, we're gonna to, to play a game of spot the odd one out. It's gonna help us think why this is bizarre. Okay team, we've got four pictures here. We've got some baby clothes, We've got a cot, we've got some toys, and we've got a farmyard. Which one of those four do you think is the old one out? The farmyard, farm okay, any other guesses? We were happy with the farmyard, yes? Buntings? Um, farm the farmyard again, yeah, yeah. And what, why, is, why is it the old one out? Because everything else is to do with a baby. You would never expect to find a baby in a farmyard... ...and you would never expect to find a baby in a manger. That's just so odd. That's so odd for that to have happened. And yet the baby in a manger... ...finding a baby in a farmyard, that's a sign. That's a sign for our shepherd here... ...that everything else what the angel has said is actually true. That actually a Messiah has come. The Lord has come. The Son of David has come, and you'll know it's true because you'll see a baby in a manger, in a farmyard. It's a sign for you. Okay, team. So the angel then sends the shepherd off, and I'm going to send you guys. Angel, Jenny, if you want to come too, you can. (laughs) But, Mr. Shepherd, we now need to go and find Jesus. And if you manage to find Jesus, I'll give you my favorite sweets. I will give you some love hearts. And I think these are the king of all sweets. So if you find Jesus, you get some love hearts. My sign to you guys of where baby Jesus is, that I have placed baby Jesus in a place which I would find really easy to reach, and you will find really hard. I will find it really easy, you will find it really hard, and I have placed him in a bag with lots of little robins on it. Okay, can you see where baby Jesus is? That's your sign. Anyone else in the church, you can help if you've got an idea. We've got an idea? Okay, well, where do you think baby Jesus is? He's not in there. No, this is empty. But but he is a manger. Lovely. Okay, we've got some hands. George, 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 you want to follow the hands over there, see if we can find baby Jesus. This way, this way. Can we find baby Jesus? And this is why I've given you a long staff. All the way to the top, all the way to the top. Can we find him? Can we find him? Oh, okay. Is your staff going to be able to reach that? This is, this is the test. Can you push it off? Bum, bum. Oh, okay, okay, one more, one more, one more. The, the R's there kept me going. <laughs> okay, hanging on there by a thread. This. Bum, bum. Yes! Amazing! We found baby Jesus. George, well done. You can go back to your seat now. You've done a great job. Fantastic shepherds. And a fantastic angel. Well done as well. Here's your, here's your prize for being so brave. There we go. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. We found baby Jesus. We found baby Jesus. And, and it was exactly where I said he was going to be. I said he would be in a bag, covered with robins. I said that he'd be high, and because he was exactly where I, he said I, I, where I said he would be, suddenly, where it makes it the words which I've said are then trustworthy, and then you can trust some of the other things that I've said, that I'm going to give you prizes. And so these angels they appear to, Jesus, to to the shepherds, and they say this really strange thing: this baby will be in a farmyard, but it's a sign. It's a sign. This baby was born in a farmyard. The shepherds go and they find baby Jesus exactly where the angels said he would be. And this is a sign to, the, to them that everything else the angels have said is trustworthy and true. Because it might be radical that a baby might be in a manger, but it's even more radical that the Lord God would come to earth as a little child. That's the... First part of our talk over, and we'll be hitting the second part in a moment. But now we're going to stand and going to sing and continue our theme of uh, theme of joy. So let us stand and sing, Light of the World. So the manger and having a baby in it is a sign, a sign of a greater. Reality, But what is this greater reality? Well, to help us think through what this greater reality is, I've got a question, you, question for you from the passage which was read earlier. Who, who praises God in the passage? Who praises, who, do, who does the singing and the praising? The angels. Who else? And the shepherds. So the angels start, they invade reality, they crash into the shepherds' reality, and tell them about the babe born in a manger and then sing their praises. But then when the shepherds have gone and they have seen the babe born in a manger, they also praise the Lord. Why, why do they praise the Lord? Why do they, why do they sing their praises out? And as I was pondering this question, because it's so interesting that the sh- angels start singing and the shepherds are the one who's finished singing, and I was thinking, well, you sing when you've got something you're happy about. You sing when you're you're filled with joy and you want to express it. You sing when when your heart is is happy. I was reflecting, uh, I'm not much of a football fan for those who know me, uh, but during the Euros I sang It's Coming Home probably a hundred times. And as I went to watch every single England match, it was all I could hear up and down the streets. You sing for joy, you sing with excitement and then you stop singing when England start losing. (laughs) Which we know all too well. But you sing when you're when you're happy, and I think I think this is part of the purpose of songs. It's to fill our hearts with joy. It's it's a fun thing to sing. Let's have the next slide. We're gonna do uh, a little bit more singing now, just to feel feel that joy. So, oh, come, let us adore Him. Where well, we start quite like it's a whisper, really. Oh, come, let us let us adore him. A bit louder. Oh, come, let us adore him. Louder. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. This is why you don't have me in the choir. <laughs> We're all going to do that now. We're going to start as a whisper, get louder and louder, and Christ the Lord, I want to I bellow. And I'm confident that James here has got the loudest voice, so we've got to try and drown him out. That's the aim. <laughs> so everyone with a whisper with a whisper three, two, one. Oh, come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him Christ the Lord oh singing is just fun isn't it singing feels great And we sing when we're filled with joy, when we've got something to celebrate. And these angels, they've got something to celebrate. And these shepherds, they've got something to celebrate. That's why they're singing. Because they have glimpsed this greater reality and it fills their hearts with joy. But what is this greater reality? Next slide, please. Coming back to that statement which the angels said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, cloths, and lying in a manger. This is the greater reality which these shepherds have now seen, which these angels had heard of, which they had to respond with song. This is the greater reality. Next slide, please. These four truths which we discover about Jesus Christ. Firstly, we discover that he is from the line of David. He's from the line of David. He is this promised king, that top left photo. He is this promised king of old. A king who was promised to come, who would reign with justice and mercy. A good king, a good ruler. And don't we long for that? Don't we long for a good ruler? Don't we long for someone... who who says one thing and then does it, who doesn't say to us, stick away from everyone and don't have social gatherings and then goes and have Christmas parties with his staff. We want a good ruler. And in Jesus, we have it. We have the promised king of David. In Jesus, we have a savior. A savior. Jesus is, is like Superman. He comes to the rescue of those in need. But Jesus is greater than Superman. Because Superman rescues us from, from fantasies and made-up villains where Jesus rescues us from a villain we all feel and a villain we all know. Through Jesus, our guilt is washed. Through Jesus, our sin is paid for. Through Jesus, those, those of us who know we are rebellious can come home and be with our Father in heaven Jesus is greater than Superman. Jesus is our savior. But Jesus is also the Messiah. The Messiah. And that's the uh, bottom bottom left uh, picture. The Messiah is like the anointed one, the chosen one, representing like the oil of anointing. And Jesus, he is the chosen one. He is the one who has been promised, the one who we are expecting. He is like Harry Potter, but better For those who know and love Harry Potter, Harry Potter is the chosen one. It is Harry Potter who will rise and grow up to defeat uh, Voldemort, the greatest, evilest wizard the world had ever known. But Jesus, he is the chosen one. He is promised to come and to defeat the devil, this great serpent who has brought down the destruction of humanity. And Jesus will come and will crush his head. Jesus is the anointed one the chosen one. Now that's something worth celebrating. That's something worth celebrating that we have the anointed one, the Messiah. But Jesus, he is also the Lord. He is also the Lord. Now the Lord here is a a name for for, for Yahweh, for God in eternity. And God in eternity, well he is the one who, who flung the stars into the sky. He is the one who crafted the mountains. He is the one who with only his voice alone created the sun. And God in this great splendor and majesty has descended and has become a tiny little babe. So that we can see him. So that we can know him. So that we don't have to stumble around in the dark trying to work out what is God like? How should I live? How can I follow him? We can see and know him. We can trust him, we can comprehend him, because God has become one of us. That is something worth celebrating. This is something worth celebrating, that we have the long-promised king who is a good ruler full of justice and mercy. That's something worth celebrating. That we have a savior who deals with sin and guilt and shame. That is something worth celebrating. That we have the anointed one, the Messiah, who crushes the devil. That is something worth celebrating. That we have the one who created all there is, born as a baby. That is something worth celebrating. This is good news. And what does this celebration look like? Well, on one very practical level, we respond just like how the angels and the shepherds respond. We sing. Singing is an integral part of the Christian faith because we are people who are filled with joy. But we sing, but we also live for God. We sing in response to this glorious truth, but we also live in response to this glorious truth. Maybe a slightly morbid story for a joyous occasion, but I had a a friend a few years ago who in many ways, he wasn't, he wasn't a particularly nice guy to the, to, the, to the women in his life. He wasn't a particularly nice guy to the women in his life. But he was also quite a tough, macho, army sort of fella. And I remember it very vividly. I sort of knew how he treated the women in his life. And I remember very vividly him saying to me once, Adam, I would die for that girl, this girl he's with. I would die for her. And I was too much of a coward at the time to say this. But in my head, I remember thinking, <laughs> okay, so you're willing to die for that girl. Are you willing to live for her? Are you willing to live for her? moments of celebration, moments of I'm willing to die for them, that's good and that's glorious and that's wonderful, but, but it's even better when you're willing to live for them. When a celebration is more than a song, but oozes out into all of life, that is real joy. And for us who know that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of David, the Savior, Yahweh, Emmanuel among us, this celebration is a song, and this celebration is a whole life lived to his glory and his praise. Let's just have a moment just in silence and then I'll close in prayer. Oh, dearest God, King of kings and Lord of lords, we thank you that out of love you have sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to be born among us, so that we might see him, so that we might know our Messiah, our Lord, our Savior, so that we may know how we can be saved and how we can live under his Lordship. Help us, Father God, to sing with joy in our hearts at this wonderful salvation, at all that you have done, but help us to live for you in every day and every moment, for your glory and for your praise. In the name of Jesus, your precious gift of love to us. Amen.